All right. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Aspiring Adult Podcast. And I am so sorry for the spontaneity or the lack of consistency within the show recently. So I'm going to be better about doing that this year. That was going to be one of my New Year's resolutions, but I don't really like New Year's resolutions because it just seems lazy because it's just like, okay, you have to wait till the beginning of the year to actually make a resolution. Anyways, so... I promise I'm going to be better about putting episodes out. I just recorded another episode yesterday with my boss, which I'm really excited to air, which that's going to air next week. So if you're listening to this, it's going to be airing on February 14th. Oh my gosh, it's Valentine's Day. It's going to be airing on Valentine's Day. Woohoo. So get pumped, get rowdy, get excited. It's kind of a good episode for Valentine's Day, I guess, because it's about morals and it's about being a high value man or woman with seeking out a relationship. But anyways, you'll learn more about that next week. This week, I wanted to get into one of my first segments of the Dear Sarah episode slash podcast series. So that is what this first episode is going to be about. And the first entry that I'm going to be reviewing is from Vivian. And she asked me, what is your advice for making new friends as a quote-unquote adult outside of college environment slash home, especially in a new city where you don't know any people? Thanks. So this is a really good question, and I think it's something that I personally struggled with a lot when I first moved to Boston. And when I first moved to Boston, a lot of my friends can attest to this. I would call them virtually every day crying because I was so sad and lonely. And being an extrovert and moving to a new city and trying to make new friends is extremely, extremely difficult. And there is no one-size-fits-all solution. So I guess the the thing that I would recommend to you and something that I wish I knew when I first moved to Boston was to be intentional with the groups of people that you want to be around. So something that I didn't do that I wish I had done was being more intentional about the groups that I hang out with. So we all know that I'm not a huge drinker, that I don't really drink that much. And when I moved to Boston, it seemed that everybody else was a big drinker, was very into the bar scene or the club scene. And because I wanted to make friends and because I wanted to fit in, I just automatically allowed myself to gravitate towards that realm of the world and that realm of my life. And so the majority of things that I was doing revolved around drinking. And then as time progressed, I realized that I didn't really want to be drinking all the time. I didn't want to be drinking three days a week. And when I quit drinking, I really realized, wow, I probably made a mistake in how I went about deciding what was valuable in my life and what wasn't. So that's going to be my first recommendation in making friends in a new city. It's not even about friends or making friends immediately. It's being intentional about the type of friends that you want to make. Because when you're in college, it's so easy to make friends and it's so easy to find groups of people to hang out with. And with things like career or not career fairs, but like I want to say we called ours at Miami Mega Fair, which was a basic club fair of tell tell me what clubs that we have on this campus and I can sign up for them. 
So that was one way of finding people that you would be interested in hanging out with because you likely share similar interests if you're both signing up for the debate team or you're both signing up for the triathlon team. Like, you probably have shared interests if that's something that you're doing. So that's one of the things that makes it really easy in college and that everyone is seeking out these clubs to make friends while also doing things that they enjoy, specifically with sororities in general. And specifically, when you're joining a sorority or fraternity, you typically join that fraternity or sorority because the people in that sorority or fraternity share similar values or interests to you. Now, there's also the nice quality of college where everybody is coming in and they want to make friends. There's no solidified friend groups. No one knows anybody moving in. I mean, there's the occasional like, oh, me and my roommate went to high school together and now we're in college together. There's that, but that's not a friend group. That's two people hanging out. So that's very different. And when you graduate, it's not necessarily like that. And it's a little bit harder to edge your way into friend groups, especially in regions like Boston, for instance. For whatever reason, Boston was a very clicky area. And if you didn't go to school in Boston, which Boston had a thousand million colleges, that's not actually the real number. I could probably have Googled the real number, but I didn't. They have a ton of colleges there. And so the majority of people that are in college there graduate and stay for a year or so and then do whatever they want to do. But that makes it that much harder to try and edge your way into friend groups because think about the friend groups that you had in college and how close that you were in college with your best friends. And imagine trying to have an outsider come in. It's a little bit more difficult. So that is definitely something to be aware of and not something that I'm telling you to like stay away from Boston, never move to Boston because I met so many great people and I love so many people from Boston. But it's just something to be very, very aware of. And it's nothing that you're doing wrong that people don't want to hang out with you. It's just take into consideration that people might already have their friend groups established and they might not be looking for new friends. So that's something that I didn't really realize going into making friends because it's also really easy to go out to a bar and talk to a girl in the bathroom and be like, oh yeah, let's get each other's phone numbers and hang out next week and go and get brunch. And then you never see that girl ever again. So that is really common. And circling back on the question of how do you make friends then? So being aware that not everybody is looking for friends and being aware that you should probably be a little bit more intentional with seeking out your friends. Start taking a look into what interests you and what excites you. So for me, I'm very active. I like working out. I like doing group fitness. I like doing solo fitness. I like doing team sports. And so I started looking to see, okay, what team sports exist in Boston? Is there a volleyball team that I can join because I lived near the beach? So I looked for sand volleyball teams and I became friends with some of the people on my sand volleyball team and decided to join a kickball team. And then from there, it kind of escalated into, okay, now I'm on these sporting teams and it's really fun and it's competitive and I'm able to meet people and do things that I actually enjoy. Whereas I feel like some of the other friendships that I made derived largely from my career. So some of the best friends that I've had in Boston and in general in life have been from my jobs. And 
it is really difficult to be friends with coworkers, and it's not difficult to be friends with coworkers because of the dynamic of you being coworkers. It's difficult to be friends with coworkers because you might be at different stages in life, and in unlike in college where you might have the same schedule and you might live in the same building or you might have the same friend group or whatever it might be with somebody in your class with your colleagues it's a little bit different because I'm 25 and my boss right now is married and he is 25 and he has a child so we're just at very different lots in our life like people as soon as you graduate they start doing different things and they start going in different directions and just because you work with a bunch of other 25-year-olds, they might all be married or they might all have kids or they might not be married or they might not have kids and you don't really have things to bond with them about or you might not have the same schedules or the same times as them because they might need to go home and make sure that their families are taken care of or you might be working with somebody that still lives at home and he, he or she has a difficult time leaving home and they need to be with their parents and it's just a very different dynamic and it's being aware that that dynamic exists and that's why I say that it's difficult to be friends with co-workers sometimes but two of my best friends from Boston Jeremy and Sean were my co-workers and I didn't really see them that much outside of work like I saw them all the time at work we hung out after work and it wasn't until I really left working at my first job that I became really good friends with them and started hanging out with them more and more outside of work and went on a trip to Austin with them so sometimes it's a little bit slower of a progression in friendship than other times or at other points in your life and then in addition to that, you might be working with a lot of people like at my second company, I worked at a startup and everybody was friends with everybody and everybody was hanging out all the time and it seemingly was awesome. It was great because there was always something to do, but for me, it felt like it was just a bunch of people that I was going out with and not people that I was making a meaningful connection with, if that makes sense. So again, I loved all my coworkers, adored all my coworkers, but at times it felt like I wasn't making a connection with anybody. It felt like I was just going out with a, a group of people, which again is fun. And if that's your deal, then go ahead and get after and get to that. That's, that's great. But to find friendships that are a little bit more fruitful and a little bit more meaningful, I guess, in, I don't know if that's the best phrasing for that, but that's what I'm going to choose to use. So if you want high value friendships, or if you want friendships that you really feel like the best version of yourself, that these people make you feel better, uh, they make you be a better, yeah, they just make you a better person in general. Like, those friendships are really, really hard to come by. Being able to find friends and being able to find people that you're hanging out with are kind of two different things, so that's really good. I'm gonna try and make very clear is there are people that you're friends with, and then there's people that you hang out with. So, the people that you hang out with are those people that you just go out with and you have a good time and you don't really worry about it and you don't tell them your biggest darkest secrets or your fears or what your plans are next in life and your friends are the people that you really tell 
all of your deepest, darkest secrets to and that you open up with and become vulnerable with? And I think that's the question, Vivian, that you're asking is how do you find people like that? And I'm still working on that, to be completely honest. And when I was in Boston, I found people that I enjoyed hanging out with, but nobody that I would really tell my deepest, darkest fears to or that I felt like was my biggest cheerleader that I really felt as connected with my or people that I felt as connected with that I did with my friends in college. And it could have just been the time. It could have been whatever. But it's so interesting to me because now that I'm living on the ranch, I have found deeper connections with people. And I don't know if it's because we live, eat, and work together all the time. And that's a really tough thing to try and balance. And it's very reminiscent of college. And so you kind of get geared into those friendships really quickly. Or if it's just the geographic location that's different. So I also made some awesome friends in San Diego. One of my friends, specifically Lauren, who I miss and I should definitely reach out to her and see how she's doing. But she was awesome because she was the type of person that I reached out to her on Facebook because we were looking for roommates and I was going to room with her in San Diego. And then something ended up happening. I think she ended up going to room with one of her friends from high school or something along those lines. And we didn't end up rooming together because I ended up rooming alone or I didn't look for a roommate. But we had mutual friends from college, coincidentally. And then she started listening to a podcast. She was like, oh my gosh, I listen to your podcast. We should definitely hang out. I feel like we align on a lot of things. And I think that a huge driver of our friendship was our shared values. We had very, very similar shared values and we were very in sync from the get-go. I remember the first time that we hung out, we were, we went to go play sand volleyball and then we went to go get burritos and it was just a really fun day and it didn't feel exhausting to try and hang out with her and it didn't feel like it was forced and it just felt really fun and easygoing. And those friendships, I think, and honestly, like, if you view friendships kind of like dating, I think that's the best way of doing it. Like, genuinely, honestly, and I know that sounds really weird, but you have to think of the people that you want to be able to rely on in life. You just want someone that you feel comfortable asking to take you to the airport and not needing an Uber. Like, that's a friend. That's a good friend. Like, you don't have to pay them. They're just going to take you to the airport and that's it. Like, that's a friend. That's a good ass friend. So that's, that's something to take into consideration is like, okay, would this person show up for me? And especially if you're in a new city, that's something that you want to take into consideration. Cause for me, I didn't really have much family nearby and what were they supposed to do? Like if I was in a sticky situation, I was going to have to fend for myself or hope that I had a good enough friend in Boston that would help me out. So that's, that's something that I kept in the back of my mind is like, okay, when the going gets tough, would this person actually show up for me? Like, is this a friend or is this someone that I'm just hanging out with? So keep that in mind. And there's nothing wrong with people that you just hang out with. Like, absolutely nothing wrong. But you don't want only to have people that you just hang out with. You want to have people that you can rely on. You want to have people that you can ask 
to take you to the airport. You want to have people in your life that you can rely on just because it's nice. Like if you had a hard day and you want to come home and cry to somebody about it, sometimes FaceTime your friends isn't good enough. Like you want to be with somebody. You want to be with someone in that moment. You want to hang out with them. You want to go get dinner with them. You just want to not be alone. It's hard to do that with your friends on FaceTime. And I love all of my friends that I don't live near, which is all of them. So I love talking to them on the phone and I love getting together with them and I love hanging out with them and seeing them is so much fun because it feels like no time has passed since we last hung out and it's an awesome feeling. So those friendships are really, really hard to find, but I think that they are well worth the effort of friend dating. And I know that that sounds so weird, but you have to really realize that, okay, if this person isn't going to show up for me at the end of the day, like why, why spend time with them? Why, why dumb time into them? And I know that that sounds kind of selfish, but it's really not because if a person cares about you and you care about a person, no one's feelings get hurt and you're able to show up for each other. And there's, toxic friendships that exist out there, obviously. And you don't want to find yourself when you move into a new city in a a toxic friendship. So that's my advice in terms of friendships versus hangouts. And then in terms of where to find them, I would recommend looking up to see if there is a sporting team league near you. So in Boston and in San Diego, it was called Volo, V-O-L-O. And it was a sporting league that had a variety of different sports, ranging from sand volleyball to soccer to football to kickball to pretty much everything in between. And you could really find whatever sport that you wanted to do on there and meet people that were your age. So that was really fun. And then I've heard of people meeting up with friends on Bumble BFF and that Bumble BFF was a really huge benefit to their friendship because they would have never met otherwise. And they honestly have had a lot of mutual friends that were introduced to them from the other person. So those can often, those apps can often be pretty beneficial. There's also sometimes Facebook groups. I never had any success from a Facebook group, but a lot of times people post that they have a book club going on and they're doing like a charcuterie board or that they're meeting up to go on a walk or things along those lines. And those can be really good ways of meeting people. Then you have trivia nights that are put on at bars because bars put on events during the weeks because they need to have people in. So you'd be surprised at the amount of events that go on at bars. And again, if the bar scene's not your scene, that's totally fine. But that's just another way of meeting people. And then just going out and being vulnerable. Like, it kind of stinks, but you kind of got to just do it. So... I remember when I was in Boston and I went to the beach and I was there by myself and I was like, wow, everybody is here with somebody but me. Like I'm here alone. And so instead of like sitting and cowering in the corner and pretending like I was okay with that, I went up to a group of people, group of people and asked them to play spike ball. And it was fun. Like sometimes you got to just choke on your pride a little bit and ask people to do things outside of your comfort zone in terms of asking people to play. Like, it sounds so childish and so adolescent, but that is 
really at the end of the day like going up to ask people if they want to play like hey do you guys want to play spike ball do you want to play this game or do you want to hang out or it seems like we're about the same age like do you want to go to this bar after this or do you want to go and hang out like it is not that weird and it's actually very normal. Like I've had people come up to me and do it and I've not necessarily become best friends with them, but I hung out with them for the day. Like that's how it goes. So sometimes you just got to take the risk. You got to make yourself vulnerable. I know my best friend Alex met his friends doing that. He was at a bar and he saw them playing pool and he walked up to a few people and asked them if he could join and he's been best friends with them ever since. So it honestly pays off to be a little bit vulnerable and Everybody is looking for friends at some point, and even if people aren't looking to add to their friend groups, like it still might be a person to hang out with. It, it might not be an everlasting friendship, but it's still a good person to hang out with. And you don't have to put all of your eggs in one basket and try and become best friends with the very first per- the very first person that you meet in your new city. But keep an open mind. Try and figure out what you're looking for in a friendship, trying to find what you value, and then you're going to end up finding people that share those same interests as you and have those same values as you, and you're going to have way better friendships than just people to hang out with all the time. So that's my recommendation on how to make friends, and that's my recommendation on how to make friends in a new city and what the difference between being friends with somebody and hanging out with people and things to be aware of when you're making these friendships because it's lonely at first. It is so, 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 so lonely, and I even lived with roommates and felt lonely. Like, it is not always the most comfortable feeling and as soon as you accept that and as soon as you learn that that's normal you're going to feel so much better because truly I felt embarrassed that I didn't have plans on the weekends especially when people at work would be like oh what are you doing this weekend and I would kind of just sit there and be like I don't know what I'm doing this weekend and then I would wish the weekend away because my only friends were my coworkers at that point in time and I didn't even hang out with them outside of work I would only talk to them at work and so being an extrovert and not really having people to hang out with made made life a little bit more complicated but I got through it I persevered and I think the people that leave their comfort zone and leave the places that they grew up and try and make new friends honestly like kudos to you and kudos to us all for doing that because it is a very very hard thing leaving something that you know you're comfortable with and you know that you have got a good thing going to go and do something that might be better so good for you for thinking about it. I'm excited to hear about your journey, Vivian, and I hope that this was helpful. And if you have any other questions, obviously I'm happy to answer them. But thanks for listening to another episode of the Aspiring Adult Podcast. Tune in next week to listen to my conversation with River on Valentine's Day, and then we'll go back to another episode of the Dear Sarah segment where I'm going to be answering some of Aaron's questions. So again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.